It's five o'clock somewhere. We've all heard that one before. Whether it's the two martini lunch or the just before five cocktail after work, it's the reward of a drink deserved that beckons when it feels your need. Then there are those special days that sometimes fall smack dab in the middle of a work week. St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, Wednesdays. And you decide to take a personal day or blow off work and celebrate the holiday in full. But then there's that other day and it might not even fall on a work day. A day that you know is gonna start early with a potentially polite cocktail and then get progressively stronger as you keep on going to either the sun goes down or you go down. Ah, yes. A toast, my friends, to day drinking. I'm not talking about the sad Hemingway-esque sot that lives in a bottle of broken dreams and regrets and poisons himself to a point of alcohol ambivalence. No, that's sad. I'm talking about that perfect storm of friendship that you're off today? I am too. Wanna get a drink? And just like that, it's on. Hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And we want to thank our sponsors, Saya and Pyatt. If you do too much a day drinking, you can call them at 614-444-3036, Saya and Pyatt Legal Services, also at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com with offices in Columbus, Cleveland, Delaware, and Mount Gilead. We thank them so much for being a part of Whiskey Business. It seems so apropos. And the guest bottle this time around for our day drinking installment is a surprisingly one, and it's definitely one that's under the uh, the $50 or less category. Evan Williams. I know some people may think about Evan Williams as being on the bottom shelf, and there are some Evan Williams products that are on the bottom shelf, but this is the Evan Williams Single Barrel vintage and it is kentucky straight bourbon 86.6 proof aged about 10 years uh we will talk more about the evan williams as we continue on with day drinking and my guests this is the first time return of an actual duo when we first started whiskey business one of our early podcasts was the um the joys of the dive bar and i picked two of the people that I thought would know best about the dive bar, Larry Powell and Mike Lawyer. So when the topic of day drinking came up, well, why search any further than than what you know and who you know? So welcome back, Mike Lawyer, Larry Powell, as we talk about the joys and the virtues, gentlemen, of day drinking. Do you concur? Is that not a glorious, glorious day in the week, the month, or the year, whenever it comes up. Absolutely the best day of the year. No. Thanks for having both of us again. We're, yes. we're happy to be back. Ratings gold whenever we're on the program. That's why we <laughs> got invited gold. back, don't you know? Ratings gold. This was uh, the highest rated podcast. Uh, that's why we, they, we we were invited back. That's why. Well, then why did I take so long? Mm. Larry's <laughs> mother listened a lot. Well, you, had to get, you had to give a good sample size for the rest of the guests and game clear who needed to come back. What makes a good day drinking day? I mean, is it planned out or is it just something that happens spontaneously? It almost always happens spontaneously, but mm-hmm. there are there are exceptions to said rule. I mean, uh, 
Larry and I can both speak. We, you know, you make plans to go to a game, et cetera, et cetera, something happening, a birthday, whatever. But, you know, sometimes there's plans, but the best time is when you just get that call or text. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm off today. I think it's a combination of the two. Sometimes it's just somewhere along the lines of like, you know what? Work today. I I need a drink. And now let's, let's need a drink. Yeah, so it's sometimes it's spontaneous, but uh, I was talking on, with Mike about this earlier. What I like to do, um, one of my favorite things to do is when the Clippers schedule comes out, mm-hmm. I like to take all of the businessman specials off. I schedule them off of work. Columbus Clippers. Columbus For those Clippers. people uh, listening elsewhere, yes, Columbus Clippers are our AAA baseball team. And uh, businessman special is when the team plays an afternoon game during the middle of the week and so by that rationale there is no i nothing i love more than playing hooky from work and going down to the ballpark and sitting in the sunshine and enjoying a baseball game and having a drink going to betty's of course before and after the ball game which is a tradition so sometimes it's uh planned sometimes it's unplanned it just depends but uh you know. The businessman special. You don't strike me as uh, a businessman. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, not not formally, but uh, you know the business. The reason why this is why I understand the businessman special got its name is because uh, guys, w- the white collars, would conduct business mm-hmm. with clients, uh-huh. clientele, what have you, while in taking in a ball game. And so, by that rationale, back in the day, like you know. The 50s and 60s in Yankee Stadium and stuff like that. The suit and ties and the fedoras and stuff would conduct business. Hence, the businessman special they cut out of work. So it's just something nostalgic that they've hung on to. Yes, and I still like it to is. refer to that nomenclature because it's classic. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we're baseball junkies and stuff. But the great thing about it is they're early games. They're not just afternoon necessarily. They usually start at 11 or so. Sometimes like 10:30. I mean, you yeah, got to so you, you know you be at the dive bar. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, nine thirty, ten in the morning. You know. Yeah. Well, a Betty's, as I recall, is one of those dive bars that opens early for a special clientele. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, as I recall, and it does for every businessman special and mm-hmm. for every businessman special, regardless of the day of the week. They have their thong Thursdays. <laughs> yes, where the staff. I forgot about thong Thursdays. Tremendous. In ways they shouldn't. Uh, yeah, and but I, yeah, but let's let's be honest. Some of those thong Thursdays. Uh, some of the people wearing the thongs uh, should not be. Lo- love it, love it, hate it. It's never not entertaining. It's never not entertaining. And sometimes I have seen seen them on men. Mm. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I was not going to go there. Yeah, I have. I have yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite times at, at Betty's that I recall was um, the song uh, Free Fallen came on. And there was a guy, a regular, I assume, because nobody blinked an eye when on the chorus, instead of free falling, he would sing out free balling and would drop his pants, uh, <laughs> underwear and the whole thing. And there he was, free balling. Free balling. Like you do? Yeah. Wow. At, at Betty's. And, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm pointing, I'm going, is that normal? And apparently it was because nobody uh, of who would might have been a regular, blinked an eye. And after the course was done, he just pulled his pants back up and went back to his conversation. Then as soon as the course hit again, he dropped them and started singing, oh. uh, you know, I'm free balling. And, and then, yeah, just like this is my job. Oh, 
older gentlemen? Were the no. were, were they pendu- no. were they pendulous? Were no. they No. No. <laughs> no. And I don't even know what pendulous means. Were they were they cla- <laughs> were they like clacker balls? Did they look like a grandfather clock oh, swinging oh, back oh, and forth? Oh, or those balls a, pendulous. Yes. Oh yeah. No, no. He was a younger guy. Yeah, I mean R- oh. comparatively. You know, I'm in my fifties. He probably was somewhere in his in his thirties. Okay. Yeah. You bring up a good point. When I think of day drinking, music has always been a big part of it. And for some reason, I don't care for the song Sweet Caroline. But it reminds me of day drinking. And when I hear it, when I'm drinking in the day, it's the best thing in the world. And everybody chimes in and says, so good, so good, so good. So I feel like it's just you're in a totally different world even where Mm -hmm. things that you normally would just cast to the side is enjoyable. Speaking as a Neil Diamond fan, I, I hate that. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I but, hate but do you agree? So does he. He's a Yankee okay, fan. I understand that. Well, but but the but the that, that was our producer Greg Hansberry, by the way, uh, chiming in. Uh, he ma- he makes a point. Is Sweet Caroline one of those day drinking songs that just kind of transcends? And you're shaking your head, Larry. No, no, no. It no, does not no, count for no. you. No. Like rock and roll. All right. So let me ask you this then. I don't want to hear Jimmy Buffett either. Let's, yeah, get let's, it out. Let's slide into the the music category. What is um, in your opinion, some of the ultimate day drinking songs, songs that that maybe you don't necessarily play, you just happen to hear them because you're having such a great day and a song comes on a jukebox at one of the bars you might be imbibing in, what would be a good day drinking song? Uh, Where to begin? I always think, harken back to, to, you know, Irish folk songs and such, just because of our many, many years of day drinking on St. Patrick's well, Day. Of course, uh, that, yeah. The, yeah, but that's St. Patty's Day. I'm yeah, talking about. Well, and it always you, reminds me of day drinking, though. But both of you are so very well versed in music. In fact, when when the conversation between the three of us starts to come up with music, I just kind of step aside and I, I wish, hoping that I had a book with me because they get lost in it, and and I just kind of listen and learn. So you're both very well versed in music. So there's got to be whether it's groups or songs, something's got to come to mind when it comes to day drinking that triggers something. He goes this this. That song just came on. This is a good day. Well, Easy Like Sunday Morning came up just a little while That's ago. True. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? That's true. Seriously? That's true. The Commodores? It's uh, on my mind. It's a, I mean, it's a great song. I mean, it's a great song. It is song. a great song. Is that it a is good great. day drinking song? Easy? No. No. It's, no. It's, it's, a, it's, you know it's what? It's good at the cantina. Yeah, yeah that's it true. Is. I, there's so many that, that, that service that type of day well, like... Uh, you know whether or not it's you know well, what time of day street stones you know faces you know or you maybe know. maybe a better question would be if you had a soundtrack for your day drinking what would it consist of i, I love that one i love the faces right there that's a that's a that's a good uh... faces a humble pie i i'm i've been getting into lately this translates well into day drinking like deep 70s cuts like james gang and Absolutely. uh Stuff like that. I I like to because here's the thing that this is what I wanted to touch on uh, as we went through this today is that the one of the great things about day drinking is that when you go in, you have the bar to yourself. There are very few people in the bar at the hour when we go out, we frequent noon, one o'clock. You pretty much have the place to yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have the run of the jukebox. It's all you. So it it just depends on, I guess. Well, it depends on where you are and. The day drinking stage too. The yeah, music, the true, music right. is going to yeah. change you, as the day might, goes on. You might crank it out early with some stones, but then you might wind up with some, perhaps some Stevie Wonder or yeah. uh, Put some, on some Neil Young when we start, and I might be yeah. listening to Metallica by the end of the afternoon. God knows. Because I know as you progress with your drinking, uh, your musical choices get angrier. <laughs> let's not, let's not get personal. 
<laughs> they do. They get angrier and louder. Mm. And no, no, no. I get louder. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they go hand in hand. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> funny. You go to Metallica. He went to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it, it just, well, you know, it, Stevie and, Metallica. And that's either you don't lose either way. It's all good. Do you find sometimes when you plan day drinking, it turns out to be less than? No, never. Because the the nine times out of ten, yeah, we have a plan, but then two, three hours later. But is what, this, what, what what plan did we have again? Is the, <laughs> is, the, is, the, is, the, is the spontaneous one? Better though, I, I in my opinion, fun. it is when yeah. it just kind of happens. Yeah, just let it's, it more flow. <laughs> it's more romantic. It's more romantic. It's more romantic. It is. Well, it is. <laughs> um, is the goal to get drunk? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's to I get. I can't buzzed. tell you how many times we've separated, gone our separate ways when we're you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say sober as a judge, but you know, good to go. If I I have to no, I have to have a buzz of some kind. I don't have to be drunk, but I have to show something for my work. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not doing this for nothing. You know, I in fairness, be... when you're with me, that's not usually an issue. No, it's not. But uh, you know, I I don't like to go. Otherwise, why did I do it? I don't want to go home and be like, did I, did I do anything today? I don't ever want to say that. So no, I have to, has to be some a buzz of some sort. And mm-hmm. if uh, you know drunkenness occurs, so be it. Uh, speaking of which, um, another advantage of day drinking, and I don't know for, for you, those of you, you out there. You seem to be very well schooled and versed in oh, it. Well, that's why you bring me in. Here's another thing, too, uh, listeners. Uh, Ubers are cheaper during the day. So uh, the Uber <laughs> rates true? are cheaper during the daytime. So if you do catch, uh, if you are uh, drinking heavily and you are officially drunk, you're over the limit. The good news is that the Uber is cheaper, so don't worry about the expense. Leave your car where it is. I mean, we don't want to take business away from the sponsor. No, which is maybe a good time to mention mm-hmm. our sponsors, Saya and Pyatt, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt, 614-444-3036. If you did not make the wise choice that uh, Mr. Powell suggested and, and get a car and decided to do your own driving and that that didn't work out, um, they would be the ones to call, 614-444-3036 or splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com, Saya and Pyatt. Let's talk about the Evan Williams for a second. Let's. Yes. All right. I, uh, I, pleasantly I, surprised. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, a little oaky, and but uh, a little bit of a burn at, at first, but not too much. No, it, it's a fine, it's a fine burn. It's typical. It's uh, it's not overly caramelized, you know. Even though it did spend a ton of time, obviously in barrel, mm, ten it, years. It's actually got some really nice, good balance to it. I enjoy it. And uh, you know, this is one of those, for those of you who are trying to stock a, a bar of bourbons that you can drink every day. I think this is one that you can definitely add to your collection. It's about uh, twenty nine bucks a bottle. Uh, depending on where you get it, some thirty in some states, and a little bit less in others. Um, but you, I don't think you can go wrong with it. I mean, it's a good, it's a good everyday whiskey. And like we've said before from the get go, I think this is our thirty Hansberry. I think this is our thirty fourth whiskey. It might be our thirty sixth podcast. I've lost track, but I think thirty fourth whiskey because last week's was last week was open bar. <laughs> there was no, there was no select whiskey. Um, that was catch as catch can with everybody over there. But uh, I think this might be our thirty fourth 
actual uh, whiskey, and um, it comes from the uh, Heaven Hill Distillers, so they make a lot of good products, and Evan Williams Single Barrel would be one of them. Evan Williams, Larry, we were talking about this out in the parking lot, mm-hmm. one of the originals as far as uh, yes, indeed. making bourbon. Yeah. Should maybe what? mention that the, the bottle on, on this particular version is quite a bit different from the Evan Williams that usually comes to mind, which is, you know, kind of the Jack Daniels knockoff label. Right. You know, imitates the Jack bottle. This one looks completely different. Yeah. What's the proof on this, by the this way? This is 86.6. Yeah, it's, you know what? Actually, uh, this is smooth. It well, is smooth. I dig it. Uh, and it's, is that wax on the top? It's very uh, Maker's Mark-esque. Very yeah. Maker's Mark-esque, yes. Black wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, it don't is. Don't look for the red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into it. Yeah, like I said, so boys. Like speaking of being into it. All right, let me uh, add another little pour to it. There you go. Larry? And the ice opens it up nicely. Yeah. Yeah, this one can be enjoyed with a little bit of ice, a little bit of water. Uh, and, Thank you. And, and let me get Hansberry's glass in there, too. All right, question. Gentlemen, uh, day-drinking cocktails, are they... Are they different? I know that when I go to Las Vegas and I start my day drinking, my, my, my drinking for the day, it starts off with either a Bloody Mary or some type of vodka drink, screwdriver, whatever the case might be, and then gradually goes into what I would normally partake in. So my question is, what are, is there a different protocol of alcohol content when you're day drinking. Yeah, by gradually you mean you have one Bloody Mary and then you start drinking bourbon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ease into it a little. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, there'll be a bourbon and some ginger ale, or maybe Ooh. bourbon mm-hmm. and some soda. Two things that were born to go together are various whiskeys mm-hmm. and ginger ale. Yes. That is an absolute day drink for me. That's a good yes. day drink. Uh, I used to drink too. those. A lot, way, way back in the day. You recall I was a Jack and Ginger guy, yeah, and I I don't do that. I haven't done that for many years, but yeah, you know, especially on a warm day, you know, Mm -hmm. nice Jack and Ginger on ice, oh, that's... It's very refreshing. That's very refreshing. That's effervescent. Is there there a different protocol, Larry? Is there a different day drinking uh, protocol as opposed to your night drinking? Well, I mean, look at the... uh, I have never, I don't think I've ever had a Bloody Mary when the sun went down. The Bloody Mary is no. meant for the day, because sometimes, you know, day drinking involves getting rid of the previous night's hangover. You know, as a matter of fact, that's probably you know, the very DNA of some day drinking is to get rid of the previous night's hangover. Right. So uh, a good Bloody Mary will will set you straight for the day. It will set the tone for the day, especially if you get a nice beefy one. You know, with uh, <laughs> beefy. you know. You know, like a, like a like you got a, a thing of bacon as your swizzle stick or something like that, or you know, some nice Worcestershire, or some Guinness in there to give it some body. A nice good bloody Mary. A live lobster sticking on the skewer. <laughs> oh. Just a a small ham. Yeah, a small yes, exactly. ham. Some Canadian bacon. I'm more of an Irish coffee guy myself. Irish coffee. In the morning, Irish coffee's good. Coffee's good. Because yeah. you got the co- you got the coffee keeping you going, and yeah. you got the whiskey. I love Irish coffees. What was it Stevie Ray Vaughan used to uh, put cocaine in his Jack Daniels and call it coffee? Right. That's right. And that's also why he used to throw up blood. But he, um, yeah, well, he, but we digress. Uh, but we digress. You no, know, there is a difference between uh, day drinking cocktails and yeah. evening cocktails. You don't have, I don't have a, 
Manhattan or an old fashioned during the day, and I don't have bloody. Now I'll night. have an old fashioned during the day, but I was raised. I was taught how to drink, make those drinks. It was kind of the family drink when mm-hmm. I was young, and my mother taught me how, how to make to. them, even yes. though I wasn't allowed to drink them yeah. at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, you'll drink anything at night. You won't necessarily drink anything during the day. But right? what I've also noticed, though, at some point during the day drinking, there's always there, there's always that turn. Mm-hmm. And with yep. all due respect, mm-hmm. my friend, mm-hmm. no. and I point to you, Mikey Lawyer. It's not nice to point. I'm pointing mm-hmm. at you. <laughs> Whenever the turn occurs, it's usually, it has been, not always, but frequently, you. You yeah. you make the turn. You all of a sudden plop down the shot of Jack Daniels and like, here we go. And now we have, we have turned the page, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak, and are on to a different route. You know, in my defense, oftentimes I go off by myself and turn the page alone. I understand that. And then... But then, and, but then you get lonely. I do. And you want company. I miss my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's all. <laughs> Food and day drinking. Unnecessary. That, mm-hmm. Unnecessary or part of the equation? At some point, you uh, say unnecessary, Mikey. I have always said, you know, part of drinking is, is be wise about it. Put some food in your belly beforehand. Like if you're day drinking on a Sunday, you can't turn down the brunch food. I'm a big, I'm a big <laughs> brunch guy. I dig brunch, but, but the, you know what? It, it, it as sometimes occurs, you're having such a good time, and you just don't want food to interfere with it. It's food has like almost a happenstance; it doesn't have to happen. I, I wish you could see Mikey's face right now. It's almost like he's he's listening. But if I could see the words going into his ears, yeah. it would be blah 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 oh, really? blah blah blah. <laughs> what? You don't, you, that's you that's don't absolutely dig, untrue. You don't dig brunch? I don't know where he gets these oh, things. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I was giving him a look about the brunch thing, actually. No, brunch is cool, man. What are you talking about? You don't dig brunch? That's All right, food ma'am. you don't get during the week. See, we always use food as an excuse to day drink. Kegs and eggs. You know the kegs yes. and eggs? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'd say, uh, this is, kind of goes back to the college days or the you know, pre-kids days. Yeah, yeah. Pre-kids days, you'd say, hey. Kegs and eggs tomorrow. Kegs and eggs this weekend, and mm-hmm. it really there was very there's very little eggs and a lot of kegs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it just kind of set the stage for all right. We're getting we're getting shit done early this weekend. You know, if you get going, you get a roll on, and you don't want the buzz to end. It's hard to throw food into the equation. However, the, here's the risk though, and this is another part of day drinking which I enjoy, is the napping. Sure, mm. I uh, the I, napping the nap. Yes, what? When do you nap? Here's here's in between shifts. Here's my yes, exactly in between shifts. My bag is if my you get, bag. If you get going <laughs> early, like say for example, you start going at ten or eleven o'clock, right? Uh huh. And you're home by say four. Okay. Right? You're hitting it. You go home. I will have like you know, of course, like a fifty-five gallon drum of water, and then I'll have and then I'll nap for like an hour, hour and a half. Uh huh. And I'm I'm a nap person. Some people aren't. I love the nap. And day drinking is conducive to naps. If you want to wake up after the day, now you know if you now if you're day drinking during the week and you have work to show up to yeah. the next day, yeah, the nap you wake up, you know, have a little dinner, and you know what, you go to bed, and you get up. It's like yesterday never happened. Exactly. It's like a fresh day, and it's like, oh, did I drink yesterday? I don't know, but I had fun. So there's the. I'm nap. surprised that hasn't come up before. I mean, that, yeah. that's the beauty of it. The next day, it's it's like you're oh. right as rain. You're good to go. You went to yeah. bed. 
Was I drunk 10, 11 o'clock or something. That, so you, real. you take the nap at 4, but you do get back up. You're not asleep for the rest of the night. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You're back up mm-hmm. and and ready to function for whatever is left of the of the evening. Or but you're not drinking out. at that point. You're done. Well, like I said, well, unless it, you're going out on the second is shift. A, is this a Friday or Saturday? I don't know. It's, no. It, no, it's a Wednesday, Larry. Oh, it's a Wednesday? Then uh, no, you're not getting back up to drink. <laughs> now, if it's a Friday or Saturday where there's no repercussions with work the next day, then yes, by all means, go have yourself a second shift and get your second wind on. Mm-hmm. But if it's during the week and you have responsibilities the next day, then I would, that's another piece of magic about day drinking is, you know, you don't you get up, you have a little dinner, watch a little TV, and then boom, you're in bed at 10 o'clock. And it's, again, it's like yesterday never happened. Another pe- a great piece of day drinking. Huh. I just enjoy bars better during the day, you yeah. know, at, at our seasoned age. Mm-hmm. Sunshine. At you our know, seasoned I, age. I, yeah. I, look, I, you know, we all have- How old are you again? Nicer. Well, <laughs> I'm pushing 50. Wait, wait, how, how, how close are you to pushing 50? Two years. Two years. So you're still 48 years old. You'll be 49 this year? I'm still 47. You're following, oh, yeah. you son of a bitch. 40, seriously? My point no, being, we all have nicer homes now. We all have- most of us have bars out back, like yes, yourself, we do. et cetera, et cetera. We would all much rather do that than than you know go clubbing or some nonsense. Right, so mm. our clubbing days are are, but, are uh, old. Let's face it, clubbing days, dive bars, and you know maybe I don't know music festivals, ball games, whatever. They're, they're great during the day when you have either no one around or other pros like yourself. If I strongly suggest, uh, if you're enjoying this particular podcast, that you go back into the archives of Whiskey Business and listen to uh, Mike and Larry and, and myself talk about the the essence of the dive bar. That's That was one of our great podcasts right out of the gate, so it's a lot of fun to listen to. So you can also find out why they're so well-versed on the day drinking, because I think when we talked <laughs> about dive bars, I think day drinking kind of accidentally came into the equation. But my 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 big question of the night, as far as day drinking goes, is the conversations that come out of day drinking. Those seem to be some of the best conversations, some of the more controversial conversations, some of the most debatable conversations, depending on what the subject is. Now, I get if you're going to a baseball game, chances are your conversation is going to center around baseball. For, to, and thongs. And, and, and thongs. <laughs> I said, and, but and, and. let's take baseball out of the equation for just a second and just say it's a normal day drinking day. What are your favorite conversations? What do, what do you like to well, get into? You know, I actually have a question for both of you on that topic. As you were speaking, I just, it just came came to me. Uh, wouldn't you say that during the day you have a little bit deeper conversations, maybe more topical, while at night maybe they're more, you know, frivolous or rumor-driven? Having known you for as long as I've known you, uh, our conversations in the daytime are far more relevant and— and uh, Relevant to what? —and coherent— Oh, hmm. <laughs> oh, during there. the day, uh, there's been some nighttime conversations I've had with you where I've just smiled and nodded and tried to just follow along with your. Because you couldn't keep up. No, <laughs> oh. because oh. it was just a a twisted road of <laughs> <laughs> that ended up in a punch. <laughs> That's eventually to the balls. Uh, uh, Free balling. Uh, I remember one conversation I just recently had with Mikey about Phil Spector. And yeah, yeah, we're not gonna go. We're there. not gonna go into the details of that nope. one, but man, 
I was just okay. That was after a day and night drink. That was a day and night drinking. Yes. Yeah. You made some valid points, and then you Thank made you. some crazy ass scenarios that I just nodded and went, "Okay, don't say that out loud." No, that was the point. <laughs> I wanted to be out loud. I was trying to be controversial. It was really controversial. Well, having this guy around is is really <clears throat> beneficial when you want to talk about conversations. Larry is a storyteller, as as are you, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I like to listen to him more. <laughs> I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things occur to you during uh, when you're day drinking that wouldn't normally occur, such as like uh, I uh, I was at uh, the King Avenue Five and I was talking to one of the managers there, Sean, and we this is before the election, and I said to my I said to Sean, I go, do you think if Trump gets elected, that rock and roll will come back? Will rock and roll make it give its second wind? Because normally when you have like when you have like Reagan or something like that that gave rise to the punk the Washington DC like punk rock movement of the eighties and stuff like that, if no one's gonna like this guy, are we gonna see the revive are we finally gonna see the return of rock and roll? Well, political unrest equals good music. It does. And so it's kind of I've never thought about that before. And and I have yet to see that so far, but it's early. And so, but that's the kind of things you I think you think about, like especially in your good company, and you, that people that have similar interests as you. That's those type of things come up for sure. What I love about uh, day drinking with you guys when it happens and the conversations do come up, this is one thing that that seems to remain relatively pure. If there's debate, it's actual debate. Nobody seems to reach for their phone immediately to get an answer. Mm-hmm. It's actually discussed no. No, and debated and argued. And in order to solidify your argument, you've got to bring up your own facts based on your own memories and your own knowledge of said subject. And that usually comes up with television and film, mm. et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and sports, of course. Nobody goes to their phones. And I think that that in itself is just a rarity these yeah. days. Here's an analogy for you. I was just talking to somebody the other day about I do a lot of driving for work, and sometimes it's it's in other markets or out of town, and I like to get lost sometimes and just find my way. I need to go south. I need to go west, whatever. I feel like I do the same thing when I'm drinking and arguing. Uh-huh. I might not know what the hell I'm talking about, but I feel like I'm going to get where I want to go eventually. You're going to make your point? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you're going to make your point in yeah, yeah. In, in, exactly. in your in your wandering. Yeah, well, maybe I don't have a point until I discover it. We'll talk. My... We'll talk about pop uh, pop culture a ton. I mean, we'll talk about movies sure. and, and 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 music and stuff like that. It's only natural. We, we don't like to. Th- very rarely turns into serious stuff. We usually like to keep it, you know. You know, well, I, I think and we all, all kind of tend to think along the same general lines mm-hmm. when it comes to social issues, uh, uh, and maybe even political issues to a certain extent, but we're all also not stupid enough to get into that. No, true. I don't like true. to get that heavy. You know no, what I mean? we don't get very divisive when it comes politics to politics. Po- heavy? Huh? It can be. Politics can be heavy. We don't seem to get into too... We don't get very divisive in our politics. In fact, I think... Uh, I don't ever actually ever recall us getting into... Well, that's not true. Uh, I do it with our friend Deli sometimes, but, yeah, but that's just to get a rise out of him. Just to get a rise out of him. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be our conversations do seem to, to revolve around the pop culture. One fun thing that uh, uh, I have one one 
text thread here that's just myself, M- Mikey, and Larry, and it's always uh, it's it's kind of morbid, but it's a rush to see who's the first one to text when somebody of significance has passed away. Almost daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I and, and, you know, and, and I, he's on the air at four thirty-five in the morning. You know, uh-huh. talk about. But I, you guys still beat me to the punch on a lot of things. I I recently got in Jake Lamada. Yep. And, and Mikey, you thought he was dead already. Uh, well, I didn't think he was dead. I just I was surprised he was not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I got, I got. So that's like a interesting little game that we play uh, when it comes to that. And then there's always some discussion afterwards. And nine times out of ten, Mikey and Larry, if the, if it's pop culture, they will throw out actual quotes, either from the movie or from the television series or some sort of reference to said pop culture figure and that happened with uh with uh, jake lamata you guys immediately started throwing out quotes from raging bull never got me down ray <laughs> never got me down i believe i said something along the lines of uh i <clears throat> his wife yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you did you did all right i want to get to some last final philosophies on day drinking if you will and apparently our producer the millennial of the group greg hansberry yeah. Has has a philosophy on day drinking, which I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. No, I think you'll agree with me. I think why day drinking is so successful and fun is because to be a good day drinker, to have a good day drinking, everybody's got to go all in. You know, by ten o'clock, by eleven o'clock, you just have to say, "Fuck it, we're day drinking." Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're all in. You're all in it together. And whatever you have going on after that, whatever kids or wives or whatever, you just say, "Fuck it." We're day drinking, mm-hmm. and I think something to that. Collectively, yep. that's what makes it awesome. Yep. I, I think. I think another thing is you know, when you're that. young, the boys on to something. Yeah. When you're young, you don't even think about the fact that it's daytime. You know, no. I mean, you have no responsibilities. You know, you, you just you're marathon drinking whatever you're doing, going to a you know music festival, what what have you, canoeing down a river, and you know you just you just have a blast. You get a little older, you have responsibilities. You get a little bit more in a groove you got a set schedule you have to make the time and and you recognize the fact that all right let's have a day drink mm-hmm. and, and michael let me expand on that by you know you talk about <laughs> when you talk about going down the river day drinking is a, is a hell of a lot more fun when you're outside you could day drink in, inside of a bar you could day drink anywhere anytime but it's best when you're on a patio and you're outside or if you're, you know, on the beach with a, with a bottle of vino or you're uh, on a patio somewhere, you're at a baseball game or you're on the lake. You're making uh, me sad as summer has just come to a close. <laughs> well, look, I mean, it, let's, let's anticipate uh, spring and summer of 2018. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, the man's already looking ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm not even thinking about this coming winter, but it breaks you out of that winter malaise. You know, that first spring day drinking session when you're outside and you're breathing the fresh air? I'll agree with that. It's invigorating. I'll agree with that. It's life-affirming. That first baseball game of the year is usually pretty chilly. Mm -hmm. It is. But, you know, makes you, you know what? Glad to be alive. Makes me happy. I've never, I've never had the opportunity to join you guys on a on a businessman special for baseball, but I do try to join you for day drinking at least to kick things off for the first day of March Madness. Absolutely. That's a, that's that a, is, that's a big that day has drinking. That's a big tradition. That's now. a big day drinking that's day. A, that, yeah, that's got to be ten years running at the same place every mm-hmm. year now. Over right? at Gallows, that that's a tradition. Um, uh, I I personally like 
to do some day drinking in the winter. And I think that is a good time to hunker down in the home uh, with friends. Mm-hmm. The day shorter. You don't have as many hours to drink. No, you don't have as many hours. What so, do you prefer? I mean, if you had That's to choose, if you had to choose summer, winter. I mean, what's your what's your call there? What would you rather do? When it you... comes to drinking, Larry, I I am a man of all seasons. <laughs> I am a man of all seasons. Truly, Peter O'Toole. I will I will find <laughs> I will find the the joy of each season and and the reason to uh, imbibe on each one of them and 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 find find the significance of, of each season. Last time when we all got together, we did a. a a uh, round robin of of dive bars. Now there's an, also oh, another God. game that we that we sometimes play, and we haven't done it in a while. And uh, I I want to close on this, Hansberry. I think you might get a kick out of it. And I don't know how long it's going to go. It, it it could it could you might have to just fade out and <laughs> cut, huh? And cut. <laughs> but you, you know, do you know what I'm talking about, Larry? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Match game. Oh, Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn, where we go when we text. Sometimes we're, we're gonna verbally do our, yes. our text game. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Uh, no, that, no. You, uh, this could take. This you, could take. You have three hours. This could go a while. What I, we do sometimes, must, and, and it hasn't it happened. In, in it hasn't happened in a while because I think Larry is smart enough to know that a certain amount of time has to go by before he actually starts a text thread like that again, where he just actually uh, uh, on match game and he'll throw out. <laughs> A random celebrity, and you uh, do you know what match game is, Hansberry? Almost always from the seventies. Match game. Well, there's a, there's a new version of it now with Alec Baldwin. You know, he that he hosts right now. They brought it back, and but back in the seventies, it was a huge daytime show. There was match game and super match game, mm-hmm. as you as you recall, yep. and it was a panel of celebrities, uh, mostly B and C celebrities for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. that were on the show. And you have to match the answer. But what what Larry has started, and Mikey started a long time ago, and this has been years. Oh yeah. Where we toss out a celebrity, and then you just have to text back another random obscure celebrity in order to keep the thread going. It it all started just Larry and I joking about you know the old the old uh, uh, shows in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know, where they would just you know do everything and have everybody on and. And we were kind of making fun of the announcers, and you know, and they would just, you know, be Sonny and Cher and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, one day it turned into a text message. It was just like a reminder of the night before or something. One of us sent to the other one, you know, some random B-list celebrity. And we've been doing it for years. I'll never forget the night that I was with you. Yeah. And Larry did it to me. Uh-huh. And uh, we did it back and forth, and I think we had done it the day before. So, so I scrolled back in my text messages, and I showed it to you. I just gave you a glance, and then you just disappeared. Next thing I know, <laughs> you're texting with Larry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's suddenly a three-way deal. I'm like, oh, God, we've created a Frankenstein. I got into the mix. It's like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> this is my game. <laughs> so, so here we go. Larry, I think uh, with all due respect, you should kick it off. Uh, let's start with... Uh, Waylon Flowers and Madam. Wow. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go with Tony Orlando and Don. I will go with Jack Klugman. J.P. Morgan. Adrian Barbeau. Gene Rayburn. Joyce oh, DeWitt. It's almost cheating. I, I know. He's the host. I'll stay with you. Jack Ritter. No? John Ritter. Excuse me. <laughs> Jack on the show. <laughs> Norman Fell. Joanne Worley. Uh, McLean Stevenson. Richard Dawson. 
Fanny Flag. <laughs> uh, Bette Midler. Lyle Wagoner. Charles Nelson Riley. Tim Conway. Carol Burnett. Paul Lind. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get on a whole Hollywood Squares so thing. Be it. Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. Good one. Ah, well, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> bravo. Well done. John Davidson. The Solid Gold Dancers. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. All right, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Denny Terrio. Oh, Ooh, that's a great good one. one. Uh. Uh, Marilyn McCoo. I'll stay on that theme with Dionne Warwick. Mm. Billy Davis Jr. Speaking of Marilyn McCoo. Ooh. Oh, God. Um, tick, tock, tick. Ruth Buzzy. Oh. Ooh, I love her. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> oh, 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 Ronan Martin. Buddy Hackett. Oh, nice. Uh, how about, uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, this is going to go on forever. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm on a blank. Steve. Uh... <laughs> Come on. All right, I'll go somewhere else. I know where you're going. Tick tock. Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Okay, I'll accept that. Rose Marie. Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. Oh, oh Steve Lawrence! That was the one! You were thinking of what it I knew yes. it. Yes! <laughs> Good Lord. Rosemary Clooney. Uh-huh. 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 Gabe Kaplan. Ooh, oh, nice. Oh, oh man, Gabe Kaplan. Shoot, um, the the the, the Freddie Prince. Did you say Lyle Wagner? I did I because he repeat the game is over. Oh, did oh then uh, that's it. That's it. Ah. Play that at home, kids. The idea is while you're texting to have another one in mind ready to go. Yeah. Unless somebody steals it from I you. I gotta say, it's a lot harder verbally. Mm-hmm. A little bit. All right, so Larry loses. Oh, the creator of the game loses. Oh, good figure. <laughs> so whatever you do in your day drinking, people, do it safely. Let me just say that. I mean, it's uh, day drinking can be fun, but that's what you want it to be is fun and, uh, and, and keep it safe. I mean, I don't mean to sound too responsible on our, on our podcast, but we do have a sense of responsibility, and... If you do run into some sort of legal problem, we suggest that you contact the law firm of Sayat and Pyatt at uh, Saya, S-A-I-A and Pyatt, P-I-A-T-T, at 614-444-3036, online at splaws.com or 888-O-V-I-O-H-I-O.com. Gentlemen, well done. Thank you. I Thank think, you for having us. I think uh, once again, I, maybe we've uh, reminded people of the joys and the virtues of day drinking, or maybe we've uh, reminded people that, uh, oh, yeah, that didn't work out very well the last time. So <laughs> Don't be like us. Maybe that reminds people they need to get into a 12-step program. Oh, my God. Whiskey Business is a Never Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions on said broadcast are those of me, your host, Dean Trapotis, and my reluctant guests that are never meant to offend, only to inform and entertain. So, until the next bottle, see ya.
The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, will discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show. 